surviving the, the apocalypse? Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Uh, it's kind of a perfect storm of of hell. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So we have a giant. We have. We kind of got an over the heat wave, but we had a, in California. We had a giant heat wave. Uh, yeah. My family's air conditioning broke out. <laughs> uncanny. Broke out. Uncanny broke, timing. Uncanny timing. And then, as the whole world knows, or at least the West Coast, uh, we're on fire, and there's smoke everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole West Coast. It's pretty, like, those maps are sad, but they also make me laugh, where it's just, like, <laughs> yeah. fire. I feel so bonded together with, with all of my all, all, all of my companions up the coast. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, it'd just be like, oh, yeah, the smoke got so much worse this afternoon, and you're like, yeah, me too here. Like, it's just <laughs> like we're all just... <laughs> we're we're all dying slowly yeah but and yeah like, like, let me yeah. tell you air conditioning going out with smoke going out not a good combo because we just for the longest time until this afternoon when it got really bad we just had the windows open and like i could feel it in my throat you know like the scratchiness and it so wasn't it was, COVID; it was the smoke it was still hot with the smoke because like here today was like supposed to be like 96 and it ended up being like low 70s because we had a a cozy layer of smoke blocking the sun all day yeah. that, that didn't happen there or uh it it helped but the first day there was like a little bit of a layover it was oh still yeah, yeah. smoky uh but it definitely like today was really cool uh so we didn't really need the windows open although we still did have it open in the morning just because we like yeah. the place very cold It'll be. I'm curious to see. So like, it, it's it's kind of weird. Like, uh, Monday it was pretty. It got pretty smoky here, and then it there's like we had some of the strongest winds I've ever experienced here. Like being in Oregon on like that night, and then all of Tuesday, and the smoke was like gone. And then Tuesday night it kind of crept back in, and then Wednesday it was like you could see the impending doom approaching. And then today it's just been entirely doom. <laughs> Y'all, you have the worst air quality in the world right now. It's pretty incredible. It happened in the course of like a couple hours. Um, yeah. Even like, because uh, I remember, because uh, I was texting a friend of the pod, frequent guest uh, Jake, because uh, he was he's in the Bay Area uh, where they've had some they've had some fun stuff. With regards to smoke, it was they, it was red there for a day. There. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they they the hot town. Not anymore though. Yeah, uh, he uh, yeah. So I, I I was like I was texting to see how how they were doing today, um, and I checked our thing because he was like, oh, we're in like the two fifties of the air quality thing, uh, which is pretty bad. Um, just Not for good. for reference, I don't really know what it means. I just know higher is worse. And yeah. also, I know that the NFL's benchmark for, like, t- too unsafe to n- play football, which this is the NFL we're talking about, is 200. So which I which feel means like... probably un- 100 is unsafe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and our, we were, like, at, like, 160 for most of the day, roughly, thereabouts. And so I, I checked ours. I was like, oh, like, 250s, that sounds terrible. Like, we're at 160. And then literally an hour later, it was, like, 260 and then an hour after that we've been at like three we're in like the 300s it's crazy it's crazy gnarly what's it like walking from like your car to work or like your apartment to your car uh yeah because that's the outside experience i got today um yeah 
Yeah, it's it just smells like campfire. It, it there was a little bit of ash coming down when I was walking to my car. Um, it's also like hard. It's like weird where it's worse. I think it's worse where I work, which is actually technically further away from the fires. I don't really understand it. it but it's like barely, barely worse. Like yeah, it's not it's not. But like it's it, it was kind of ash snowing a little bit there. Uh, it just smells like campfire everywhere, uh, and it kind of turned into kind of a fog, a fog of smoke as the day wore on. We'll see what tomorrow brings. It's supposed to get worse until Monday, which I don't oh, know. That's I don't a know. long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Thursday. Correct. <laughs> Correct. It is, we are recording this on a Thursday. That's like four days. Your, yeah. Of getting worse. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I mean, like, there's a, there's a report that, like, visibility is going to be, like, less than a mile, which is uh, really not a lot. I don't know if you know your visibility lengths. That's that's. I think that's like the technical definition of a blizzard is like when it's snowing so hard you can only see a mile. Really? Uh, so you're or in a like you're, you're, you're in a fire blizzard. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> uh, fucking badass. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, hopefully, it's not that bad. I mean, obviously. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not great. It's certainly not great. No, it's not great. Every every everything is bad. In the wise words of Mitt Romney, this is not ideal. This is not ideal. Oh, what a hero for speaking out. <laughs> a true patriot. A true patriot. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're surviving the apocalypse, but we're that's not going to stop us. Oh, hell no. Absolutely we we, we go through injuries. We go through apocalypses. We go through yeah. Through... Noah's a bit wounded at the moment. We don't have oh, to talk about uh, that unless you want to. Oh no, let's do it. Okay. Today is actually the first episode of uh, Opioid Buddies. I know we changed our name, but it works better if it's like this. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I I I can't walk anymore. I messed up my leg. Doing uh, what? Uh, we not not details are not important. We're not here to to age shame you ageist. Age shame. <laughs> You're twenty five. I know that's the worst part. I uh, slept on the couch and I woke up and mm. and I my leg I, I couldn't walk. It was in so much pain mm. and I, I I am now on codeine uh, just 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 to sleep through the night. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm at the age where terrible. I can't sleep on a fucking couch. Has that ever happened before? Has there been like any warning of this, or is this an overnight? This is just this like, overnight. Is no, oh, I didn't even I didn't even know the T I B I T I B band even existed before like Monday afternoon. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that's tough. That is a tough one, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, though, these are the conditions we push through for just for the fans. Just for the fans. All 20 of you left. Yeah, all 20 of you are going to get a goddamn show. Um, all right. Uh, this is uh, the Noah and Eric show. Episode 80. I fucked up the numbers on our last two. <laughs> I didn't even notice. It's one of those things where like, I didn't notice until I was editing... And I had to save the file. 
and I was like, I was listening to what I was saying, and then I went to save that number, and then I was like, it already popped up, you know? And I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those were fun what? episodes, though. Those those were good episodes. I'm already plotting, like, my next quiz event for you guys. I I, I am determined to win one. I, I have yet to win a quiz. Maybe, no, did I beat Taylor once? You won You won. A quiz. I don't. I don't think it was the Taylor one. I think you beat Claire in a movie trivia one that was like oh, the greatest upset in human history. Oh, we should try to do that again. That was incredible. That yeah, was that should. was the highlight of the pod. <laughs> yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, I have some ideas. So that that'll be fun. Um, we have. What else do we got? What else do we got to talk about before we get in the episode? Uh, we are planning playing some halloween stuff we haven't really nailed down exactly what we're doing but october is going to be a great month as if you have any where you go for it as horror movie connoisseurs exactly in many ways our month we're celebrating us spooktober spooktober the eric and noah uh 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 uh, fear fest spooktacular it's happening yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're we're nearing down a couple things. Uh, definitely going to be some some scary movies. Uh, uh, yes. The problem is is uh, we were trying to pick some, and like we ha- we're trying to pick one we both haven't seen, but there's just so few of those. Because we just know our horror movies so well. <laughs> um. Alrighty. Uh. Okay. So we are doing some six packs. Uh, well, we're doing one six-pack this episode. Spoiler alert, the next episode is probably also going to be a six-pack. <laughs> um, this episode, we are doing... Uh, okay. Okay, we, we very loosely hammered down the prompt for the six-pack. <laughs> I'm still it, not entirely sure how Me either. I, I did my interpretation on what we sort of agreed on. Uh, it's uh, albums by popular bands that no one's listened to or are yeah. underappreciated the overlooked ones yes but there's some confusion i so some of these are right off the bat i'm just gonna say some of these are very loose interpretation by me of a popular band um and we'll see and some, of, some of mine are are very loosely interpreted of overlooked albums <laughs> so we, we cover both ends of the spectrum <laughs> It's good. I like it. No, I like the intentionally broad six packs because we'll have different lists and you can take them different ways. Um, all right. Uh, do you want to? Let's dive into this. Uh, do you have a preference on who goes first? Uh, I can start us off. Go for it. And we're we're gonna do six to through two, and then honorable mentions. Honorable mentions, then one. one. Yep. All right. My number six is the. I ch- this one works in both ways because Van Morrison as an artist is incredibly underrated, criminally underrated. And this album of his, St. Dominic's Preview, is also incredibly underrated. Um, I just, I, for first and foremost, I dig the album art. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say this about many, most of the albums. Uh, it's just him with blue, like playing the guitar. There's a lot of blue in it, it's very classic. Um, but it, it, this album is really good. I compare it to uh, uh, Moondance um, and his band and and the Street Choir. You know, like it is damn good. The the what's what's the like album title name of the song? The title track. The title track. That's what it's called. Is one of my favorite songs of all time. It, it, it's like a top five song I've played the most in my life. Saint 
Dominic's preview. Fun fact about that mm. song. The most fun fact about I that like opioid movie, buddies. It's going to be mostly just. <laughs> I've been talking for five minutes straight. <laughs> yeah, man. you're good. You're good. Go. Um. So that song for like three years, it, like it says uh, Saint Dominic's preview, and then he says like. Uh, look at the band. I always, for five years, for like three, four years, I was like, look, I thought he was saying, look at the man, and I'd all sing that. <laughs> it took me years to figure it out. I hate when that stuff happens. That happens like all the time. Yeah. Good um, album, though. Yeah, that's a good one. I forget. I always forget how, how big of a Van Morrison fan you are. Big Van Morrison fan. Big Van Morrison fan. That's sweet R&B, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number six is uh, Radiohead The Bends. Oh, I don't have this album on it, but oh, yeah. Keep going, keep going. Oh, do you have a different rate? <laughs> I do, yeah. Interesting. I think I, I'm guessing I know. Um, yeah, I put the bends on. Uh, it's kind of their. It's like their last alt out. It's their second album, right? And like the, mm-hmm. the arc of Radiohead is uh, well documented. Uh, it's the first album was like basically a Pixies ripoff. Well, that's what they were going for. Um, a great Pixies ripoff. Yeah. Okay. You just totally gave away the one you're going to bring up again. So, yeah. It's actually my honorable mentions, but oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Pablo honey is their first album. Uh, it's a, it's a Pixies ripoff, but a lot of great bands start with a ripoff. I don't really fault. I, I think no. a lot, like almost all of them. Yeah. Pretty- so many. Um, Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Their so. second album is really when they start to find their own thing, and it, it's you know today it's kind of just like a it's easy to overlook it um, because so many bands copied Radiohead's thing that it's kind of become like that sound is is kind of overplayed. Yeah, um, that was one of the first albums that really harnessed that alt, what's become to know we know as like modern alt, you know, of the two thousands and stuff. It, um, it's a fantastic album yeah. and i i for years just i for years only knew the song creep by radiohead and kind of just made fun of them because it's fun and it is fun uh and i dived in their stuff and their first two albums are fucking incredible yeah and then i i get lost after that you know, you know I, 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 okay computer is really good i i know it's i know it is and and i just can't i can't buy into it i'm gonna give it another try at some point but but I like I like OK Computer and like this the stuff after that is like hit or miss. There's some stuff that I I like more than I thought I would. Um, In Rainbows is like supposed to be one of the best albums of all time. Yeah, that and, and Kid A. Um, and Kid A. There's but... one song on Kid A I, I really like, and the rest is okay. And then I actually like the first song of In Rainbows. It's kind of it's weird. It's like it's very startling <laughs> when you listen to it. Uh, I- I have, but I don't remember it. It's like it's like a very, very, very in your face like techno beat, but it breaks down into an actual like alt rock song. It's kind of I, I like it, um, but I, it's like I can see if you listen to like the first five seconds and like I would move on from it pretty quickly, yeah. which I'm pretty sure I did the first time I tried to listen to it. Yeah, um, yeah, but the the Benz it's a it's a good album. And it's a damn near perfect rock album. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're an interesting one. They yeah, Radiohead, they did their that second album was the Benz, and then OK Computer is widely considered their like masterpiece. 
Um, and then they went, they went all in experimental. And if you liked it, the people who like it, like love it and swear by it. And a lot of, there's people who don't, who just absolutely are turned off right away at everything after okay computer. Um, it's they're know. a weird band, man. I, I'd really love to weird. watch like a documentary on them. I'm sure they have one, but I wa- like to watch a good one. They are an interesting band. Yeah, they definitely have like a. They have a, a story. I'm sure that that should be told. Um, all right. Uh, what is your what is your fifth? It is none other but Taylor Swift, the album lover. <laughs> so good. I gotta throw T Swift on here. Yeah. You knew it was coming. Uh-huh. Uh but yeah, it was it, it's not her most recent one, but it's the it's like stuck in between really two popular huge albums. And it, it got a lot of traction when it first came out, but I feel like everybody's forgotten it. And it's got a lot of good jams. It's light pop and it's fun and she also kind of gets more serious and talks about like sexism in the in the music industry, um which is something new for her uh at that point at least. Um but yeah, just Gotta love some T Swift. Got got gotta rep the Lover album. Very very good stuff. Yeah, I, actually, I don't know why I didn't expect you to pick a T Swift song, but it's like you don't even know me, man. <laughs> I, had, I had to choose one T Swift. I was thinking about going early T Swift of like one of her country albums and being like, let's not forget she's a fantastic country artist. But I went this route instead. Went with my heart. For sure. Um, all right. My also a fun my... album art. Is that going to be a theme? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, let's go. All right. My fifth uh, is going to. Okay. This is my. You know, I was looking at my list again after I said. Uh, you know, I did a loose interpretation of what a popular band is. This is the only one that I actually put on my list. The, the rest of them are in my honorable mentions. Now that I'm looking at my list, I think my list itself fits fits the bill of what we're looking at. This yeah. is the biggest stretch. Um, but it's the band is King Crimson, and the album is Red. Uh, King Crimson are incredibly influential, and they're, one of their songs was recently in a car commercial. Okay. And therefore, it counts. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my defense. Um, that is that is a defense that you thought of, uh, for sure. Yes, the song I was in a car commercial is a uh, 21st Century Schizoid Man, uh, which is off, which is crazy. It was uh, recently in a car commercial. That that's like a 1969 album. It's one of like the oh, thousand wow. incredible 1969 albums. Uh, that was a hell of a year. Yeah, Into the Court of the Crimson King. Uh, what? What? Wait, hold on, hold on. Let's let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah. What uh, what car brand of what 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 uh what company? I'm gonna find it. Uh, so that that's gonna play a big impact for 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 reasons unknown. Commercial. I know this isn't a commercial. I've never heard of King Crimson. They sound like a band that would like come out today. It feels like a very modern name. Uh, I think it was correct it was definitely in a commercial i'm going to find it oh no i i believe you i'm not losing faith wait 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 wait. okay well this is on a very janky blog that's talking about the commercial but i can't find the actual commercial <laughs> what was what was the name of the song 21st i've century, already asked that 21st century schizoid man 
That is, again, that does not sound like a song name from 1969. It's, the song itself does not sound like it's from 1969. Uh, they are incredibly influential. Uh, they're like a prog band. Um, they are known for, like, they're really janky. Uh, like, every album has, like, its own thing. Um, so, like, their first album, Into the Court of the Crimson King, is, like, their most popular one. Uh, mm-hmm. That one's like a prog rock, but like it, it kind of mixed rock and jazz, which kind of birthed prog in a way. Because that's really, if you think about it, like that's kind of what it I is. I guess that is. Uh, and then uh, they mixed around. So there's like one guy, Robert Fripp, is like the guy who's in King Crimson, and then he's apparently a very difficult person to work with. So everyone else in the band changes rather frequently, <laughs> but. They do some really cool stuff. Uh, I have an honorable mention album, which I'll talk about later, where they did something really cool. But Red is is also very influential. It is one of Kurt Cobain's favorite albums, famously. That's one of the first things that comes up when you when you look at it. Uh, it was one of the songs off Red is featured in one of the greatest movies of all time, uh, Mandy. Oh, so, like, the music shit. of Mandy is loosely based off Red, and one of the songs off Red is in it. Is that how you learned about them? Uh, no, I learned. I don't know how they came up. Um, but yeah, no, they're a cool band. They have they do a lot of weird and cool things. Uh, they just all their albums are very different because they keep changing people. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. an asshole musician. I know, like it's becoming a thing where we shouldn't like glorify assholes. Um, but there's something about the lore. Um, I, am I using that word right? The yeah, lore? no, they have a they have a very strong lore. Like they have an they have an, a song on an album that's famous because it's like the two guitar parts are in different time signatures, so they like loop together weirdly. They like do shit like that all the time. It's like yeah, it's basically their thing. Um, so yeah, King Crimson's Red. They have another album that they do a really cool set. You know thing on but i'll talk about that in the honorable mentions one but red is a better album uh and it's uh yeah i guess it's it's if you google it the one of the first things that comes up is kurt cobain said he it was one of his biggest influences i gotta check them out that sounds good all right what is your fourth this works well because this is kind of also my main stretch um led zeppelin number two fantastic okay. album i feel better uh, about one on my list whoa there okay i'm gonna defend why it shows that Go for uh, it. i feel like when people talk about like the best zeppelin albums you talk about one you talk four. about four you talk about houses of holy and you talk about physical graffiti so it's not making the top three or four okay. in most lists so i felt like i could throw it in there okay that, that that's my argument sure. uh, <laughs> but it's got a lot of fucking jams uh, and it's got, I think, like, the best Zeppelin guitar solo in Heartbreaker. Yeah. Um, no, it it's, it's, might be my favorite Zeppelin album, honestly. Like, it, it's just so much fun. Like, I know it's, it's not as good as fun. 4 and stuff, but it's just it's just a fun-ass album. Yeah, like, Whole lot of Love, What Shouldn't Should Never Be Known, Heartbreaker, Living, Loving, Made, Ramble On. Come on. That, like, that's good music you want to drive to. And really, that's what it comes down to is like, that's like the best, like driving music is the best type of music. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, it, it's probably my second favorite Zeppelin album. I, lo- I really love Houses of the Holy. 
Yeah, yeah, it's going on. Yeah, good. Yeah, no, they're all their stuff's good. Um, yeah, I love Zeppelin. Hot take: too. Zeppelin three kind of sucks. Not a fan of Zeppelin three. I couldn't get into it either, and it, a lot of people love it. Like a lot of yeah. people think it's their like best not popular album. Yeah, like yes. a lot. If, if I chose Zeppelin three, it would have made more sense because I, I yeah, but I can't I can't do it. Um. All right. Also, Zeppelin three has terrible album art. Yeah. Yeah, I don't love it. Also, like people think that's like when they're at their folkiest, but I don't see it. Like I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah, it's, and it's I, not. <laughs> I don't come to Zeppelin for their folk either way. Yeah, like I mean, they have like a couple folky songs that are good. Like uh, going to California is like. That's yeah, a fun, that's a good song. But like, yeah, that's not why I go there. And also, I don't really. Even if like I was like okay, like I want to try Zeppelin's folk album, like that doesn't really. That's not really what it is. In that's my not opinion, what it is. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, my fourth. Uh, fittingly coming off the back of King Crimson as Nirvana's Bleach. Oh, okay. This okay. is their first album, and in my opinion, it's by far their best. Oh, that's it, that's the wrong opinion. No, but I, I like the boldness. I, it's just like it's just it's just raw Nirvana before they like, sold out. Yeah, I mean, like even still, like I don't blame them for it. And it was just you know they just they just they got more popular than they were expecting. You know. Yeah. Uh, but Bleach was like before that. And it's just, it's just a, it's, it's the, it's raw Nirvana. It's like what they, what they wanted to do when they, when they started the band. It's a, it, it is a criminally compared to, um, oh shit, what's their, what's their main album called? Uh, never mind. Never. Oh my god. Compared to like, I think those albums are very close together. Um, yeah. I don't think it's that wide of a gap. Yeah, for sure. And then, like, yeah, their other stuff is just it got more commercial. But I mean, you could you could throw in maybe their unplugged one album, like their live unplugged album, is like really popular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I like Bleach a lot, and I I think it's it's underappreciated. Uh, we're on number three. Yeah, my number three is uh, Rubber Factory by the Black Keys. Okay. And really, I it's say a rubber soul for a second. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, I think I like I, I, I in my own head, I eliminated all the Beatles. Just right I did the, the same. <laughs> I wanted to choose a Beatles song, but it's like every single one is it's the Beatles. Yeah, it'd be yeah. <laughs> um, oh man, no, but I chose uh, Rubber Factory. Uh, it's it's a good album, but it's really just a stand-in for all of Black Keys before Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, don't get me wrong, Brothers, El Camino, Turn Blue are all great albums. Uh, and Let's Rock is a solid album, too. But there's stuff before, like Magic Potion and Rubber Factory, Thick Freakness, The Big Come Up. All their early stuff is so fucking good. It's just blues rock. Sounds a lot like the Black Key. Uh, sounds a lot like the White Stripes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad they, like, evolved and changed. But but their early stuff deserves respect. Yeah. Yeah, uh... Yeah, it's like it's just kind of like the Radiohead thing, right? Like their their first stuff is like very much they wanted to be the White Stripes thing. 
Which yeah. is totally cool. And they did it just took job. them a few albums to figure their own sound yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe longer than some, but that's fine. Yeah. That, like, but overall, like, um, Rubber Factory is a great song. Do you know the song 10 a.m. Automatic? Uh, not just by not by the name, but I might. Oh, you should look it up. It is a fucking jam. I think it was like, uh, I, I think it's this song. Um, you ever watched Sons of Anarchy? I didn't. I always That's like quality show. want to. It's just it's, there's so many episodes. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's it, my yeah, least favorite thing about down. like TV, honestly. Yeah, and TV before like what 2012, like yeah. 40 minute episodes, 22, just too much. Like there's some show. Sometimes I like like throwing on a show like The X Files or whatever, where it's like yeah, it's like the old school 40 minutes, and it's like very old school TV with like the commercial breaks obviously planted. You know, sometimes yeah. it's like it's like a homey thing, but I can't. It's I don't like, know if I can commit. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like an afternoon when I just, you know. Yeah. And honestly, like, uh, TV nowadays is, like, so much better. I feel like very few shows actually hold up to today. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Did you ever finish Twin Peaks? Uh, uh, no, I'm almost done with the first uh, season. That shit is insane. <laughs> yeah, shit is insane. I don't understand it, but I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> not at all it's just crazy like all. like the, the episodes 95 percent of every episode is like just a normal like cool mystery drama and then the last like three minutes of every episode is just f- fucking they threw shit at a whiteboard and made it as creepy as possible yeah like that's that's i don't get it <laughs> It's it's a crazy show um, that is like on one level I'm like this show's genius on the other level yeah it's a uh, <laughs> it's something man like the the episode at the end where it's like a, a fucking like dream sequence and like everyone looks like they're made out of wax oh yeah what the fuck was that <laughs> what the what fucking acid trip were you on David I couldn't Lynch? I couldn't watch the, the next episode for like two weeks. I was like, I can't, I can't do this to myself. This is too much. Yeah, one hundred percent. Or like, there, there's that other episode where like, there's just that random guy who just appears at the very end, and like that, and then it's just the end of the episode, and they don't talk about it again. And you're like, <laughs> I don't think I remember that one. <laughs> there's like, it's just a creepy dude who shows up at the end of the girl's bed. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> That's a show. It is a yeah, show. It's- it's a show. I kind of get through the second season. <laughs> I bet everyone talks about the music, and I I think I like the music. It has a vibe. It does. I do like the music. It really does have a vibe. It it's it's almost it was iconic the first time I heard it. I was like, oh, okay, yes, yeah, like I, mean, I, I yeah, I get it, but yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, what did we do? I talked about bleach. You talk I talked about, about Black Keys early stuff. What was your? That was your fourth, right? Or is that your third? That was my third. Okay. Uh, my third is an album I believe we briefly talked about on the show before. Um, it is Pink Floyd's Metal. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, I was thinking about putting a Pink Floyd album on air, but I figured you covered that base. Yep, uh, I I indulged you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's just, it's a really, really good album for how little, like, you know, everyone talks about 
the their big three are prob are Dark Side of the Moon, which is like it's one of those albums that's like so hyped that I want to say it's overhyped, but like I recently recently re listened to it and it's like it's still really fucking good. <laughs> it's a really goddamn good album. <laughs> it's really yeah. fucking good. Um, the Wall, which is also very fucking good, and uh, probably Animals after that. I think Wish You Were Here is probably the oh you're, you're right yeah Wish You Were Here. Um, but then there'd be like Animals, maybe even the Division Bell. Uh, people, some people really like that album. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's a pretty big like drop off from Animals to the next album. Yeah, and I, but I think Metal is really good. Like it's just a really good album. Um, I I like it, and I I think it they're they have too many good albums that it got overshadowed. Yeah, no, absolutely, Eric. Eric metal is better than dark side of the moon it's been established i didn't say that <laughs> here, right here on this on this <laughs> show no I, I think it's like i think it deserves to be in the conversation not for their bad i mean pink the dark side of the moon is so good it's so it's, good it's absurdly and the, good and the ball i think those problem i think those are in the same field you know yeah animals is like yeah, and maybe even what you were here. Honestly, those three. Yeah, the wall is a great. That might movie. be a little. Yeah, the wall uh, is a double album. So good. Um, but I think it's like pretty solid all the way through. Uh, the really, album. I think Pink Floyd is just. I feel like just Pink Floyd is one of those bands that are like kind of like over like oh you like Pink Floyd you know like they're kind of overhyped at this point because they're known as like the stoner band. Yeah, but. They're so fucking good. Not 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 many bands have four or three all-time albums and four or five great albums. Yeah, like Yeah, and like I I almost I do sympathize uh some with like people who don't like that. It took me a while to get into them for whatever reason. I'm not really yeah. sure why that is. And it might be because like they you do kind of have to listen to the whole album for it to like to like yeah, really you totally appreciate do. it. You um, absolutely do. Like especially with like something like animals, right? Like isn't animals animals is like four songs, right? <laughs> yeah, it really is. And Dark Side of the Moon is like that. Like I feel like Money is the only song that can kind of stand alone by itself. Yeah, it's like a single. Um So yeah, I think that might be part of it is like you have to make the commitment. Um but if you, they're so yeah, they're so good if you do. <laughs> And yeah, you're right. They kind of have become like a stereotypical, like, oh, you like Pink Floyd. But yeah. Yeah. They don't deserve that. Metal's a great album. Uh, Better than Dark Side of the Moon. No, I didn't say that. According to Eric. (laughs) Uh, My number two is uh, Bruce Springsteen, Western Stars. Have you you heard this album? uh, I I don't think so. It came out in 2019. It just came out. Is it his acoustic one? It's his acoustic. Okay, then yes, yes. Essentially just country music. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's mostly an acoustic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The E Street Band's definitely not with him. This album, I'm not kidding, is a top four Springsteen album, maybe. That's bold. Maybe top five. I mean, it's it's Born to Run. Uh... It's it's oh man now I gotta look at the, Nebraska born in the USA. I put this above Nebraska. It's born to run, born in the USA. Uh, yeah, the river and darkness on the edge of town. 
So it's probably the fifth best. It is a damn good album, dude. And he put this out in 2019. He's like 70 years old. I'm after he visited it. Because yeah, I, I, I think I just listened to like a couple of the singles off of it. It is really good. You really like it's. It's not like on the same level as Pink Floyd, where you gotta listen to the album. But when you listen to the album, you really get in the mood of it. You know, uh, like they stand alone by themselves. But it, it's a really damn good album. Like he he's really still inspired at this age. Um, and another really good cover. It's just a horse being badass. <laughs> um. Yeah, and he just announced a new album with the E Street Band. Today. He did. He did. Yeah. I was gonna put this on regardless. This is this was the first album I thought of. Really? Um, yeah. The first one I thought of was was metal, but <laughs> better than Dark Side of the Moon. I can't wait for his new album. It's gonna be so good. Yeah. He put out a single which was pretty decent. And he's gonna t- he's gonna tour it at some point, which is really the more exciting thing. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. I can't wait for your concerts to come back so I can curse them again. Uh, right. This time. It's gonna, when I can walk again, I'm going to go to so many concerts. My fuck this thing is loosely related to my concert fiasco of 2020, um, <laughs> which was a fuck this thing like two or three weeks ago. I don't remember now. Um, yeah, I, I will definitely be going the next time Bruce tours. Um, he's just He's so great live still. He, he, yeah he like and the whole especially with like the holy street band like it's just it's such a great sound it's loud it's like it, it's like a party and like a joyous mm-hmm. celebration um and like you can just tell how much fun he's having out there it it's almost unfair to compare other concerts to it it almost feels like something different for me yeah yeah i mean like i was thinking about um feel like we've done this topic like the like our best our favorite albums or concerts we've been to yeah i think we have done that yeah i don't remember how what even my list was but uh yeah i mean like that is gotta be up there with me i i have like an unfair one that i don't know will ever be topped because i saw rush with neil pert and he's since passed away yeah that's another that, that's a pretty so, special experience yeah that one's like yeah, the best best live song I've ever heard is uh, Drum Solo by Rush. Because <laughs> they let him do a drum solo in the middle of it. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that new album, and I'll definitely revisit uh, that one. Because I, I definitely heard, I listened to the songs when it came out. Um, yeah. It's been a while, I need to revisit it. It really, it, it's really incredible. Um, are we, that was your second? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my second... I guess this one counts. This, if <laughs> I keep thinking, like, if Led Zeppelin 2 counts, this counts. Um, uh, mine is a Velvet Underground's third album. There's a self-titled Vel- Velvet Underground. Yeah, that counts. I feel like if you chose any anyone that wasn't uh, Velvet Underground and Nico, it counts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've talked a lot about that. Probably Velvet Underground and Pink Floyd are the two bands I've talked the most about on this throughout the history of this podcast. Um, I, just, I'd pick this one. Honestly, I, I debated between like any of the three other real ones that weren't uh, that weren't the Underground Nico, uh, the first one. This one has good songs. Like what goes on is like one of my favorite songs. That's uh, a good one. Uh, Pale Blue Eyes is a great one. That might be my favorite uh, Velvet Underground song. Pale Blue Eyes? Or, yeah, I, yeah, I think that song's really pretty. 
Um, yeah, and I love like After Hours is like the closing album, which is a closing song, which is just like a great closing track, and it's one of the only songs not sung by Lou Reed. It's huh. like, sung by. You gotta revisit this album. Yeah, it's a, it's a good album. The the other three albums were like good. I mean, they weren't as good as the first one, but they're they're all pretty good. I mean, I was about to ask you if you're ready to go on record and say that this. No. This album is better than with Nico. No, uh, no, that one's just like that one's just. It has such a mystique to it that it's just it's it's impenetrable in that respect. I mean, like, but I yeah. thought about it, even the other ones, like, uh, it loaded, um, is a good album. Like, uh, sweet oh sweet nothing's a great song, and like sweet Jane's a great song. Sweet Jane is a jam. Yeah. Um, I love the chord progressions on that on that song. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they just uh, they're good. This is a all their albums are well, not the not the the bastard album, their fifth one. Um, but uh, the the four real Level Underground albums are good. But yeah, White White Light White Heat's a good song. Mm-hmm. That album's pretty good. Also, I like the the second song of that album. It's really weird. But I kind of like it because of that. Uh, the gift. It's like, <laughs> have you heard it? No, I, I've heard it, but I, I I can't remember it. It's like that weird. There's like a, a they play music behind it, and then one of them, I think it's John Cale, just like tells about this story. Oh yes, <laughs> I remember hearing this, and I was like, whoa, they got really weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I almost like it just because of that. Like it's it's really it's a uh, it's unique for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah. Check out their, their self-titled one. Is there's some jams on it. Um, yeah, Velvet Underground self-titled. I like it when a band's self-titled album is not their first album. Yeah, I I don't know why, but I really enjoy that. Like uh, uh the Beatles did that. The White Album is actually a self-titled album. Um, yeah, yeah. That's there right. are other examples. Fleetwood Mac is technically that. They actually had two self-titled albums. Yeah, that's always fun. Well, technically Led Zeppelin. True. Right? They, they, they were number. I think three might have been tech. The three is on the album cover, but the other ones, I don't know if they are. Especially one and four definitely are not. I two might be. I can't remember. Um. Okay, that was my second. Are we on to honorable mentions? Yeah, I think we are. Uh, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I already said Pablo Honey uh, by Radiohead. Um, I'm act- uh, I want to mention um, Cat Stevens' T for Tillerman. Uh, I couldn't put it on the list because it is his most popular album, mm. but I think this album is critically underrated. It is, and I don't mean this lightly, this is a perfect album. There's nothing wrong with this album. Have you heard this album before? I don't think I've listened to it all the way through. What What songs are on it? Uh, Wild World uh, is on it, and that's his most famous. Father and Son is on it, um, which I think you'd recognize. Um, but you should you should really just listen to this album all the way through. And it, get, it like it was great the first time, but it is honestly it's one of, it's it's a top five album of all time for me. It, it is it is perfect. I think I I had Cat uh, Stevens' greatest hits on vinyl. Really? Ah, oh, I love that. I love Cat Stevens fucking hippie i thought it was Gotta right ne- i thought it was right next to me but it's not um it's an album that i don't like which is clearly i was not the last person to use the record player um, <laughs> yeah uh 
Yeah, Cat Stevens is great. Uh, let's see. Uh, my some of my oh, I'll talk the one I kind of talked about. Um, a little bit the King Crimson, the other King Crimson one. They have an album called Thrack, and on that album, let me tell you, they so. <laughs> Um, Red is like the first album they did where they like they did a rock like power trio. That's the first time King Crimson did that. It's not the first time people did that because Led Zeppelin kind of did that. Even though there's four of them, but like like, like talk, I'm talking about musically, like drum, one drum, one guitar, one bass. Okay, um, yeah. And so that King Crimson did that on Red, uh, which is again that's kind of part of the Kurt Cobain thing because uh, they did the same thing. Um, on Thrack, they so there was the power the power trio they had for Red, and then he got three other musicians: guitarist, bass, and drummer. And one of the trios is in the right speaker, and the other is in the left for the whole album. Ah, okay, I like and that's that. That's how they recorded it. It's kind of cool. It's kind of neat when you know that and you think about it because you can tell they are slightly different, like what you're hearing, but it's like the same song. It's kind of cool. Um, it's just a, it's a fun album, especially if, even if you just listen to the first song, just to like try and listen for that. It's cool. Uh, I also put on, uh, oh, this was like my, the, I didn't know if this would count, but I put this on as like kind of my, this is the Beatles version of it in my opinion, but George Harrison's all things must pass. I thought about doing the same thing. Yeah. I couldn't quite yeah. pull the trigger. But that was it's a, it, it's a it's his most popular solo album. Yes, but it's criminally underlooked. Yeah, in like the whole Beatles canon, you know, mm-hmm. like it's as good as any Beatles album by itself, maybe. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's just a great album. There's a lot of good songs on it. Um, I put uh oh Ar- Arctic Monkeys' first album is like pretty oh, good. It's really, really good. good. Yeah, that's a really good album. Um, that's one of the few bands that I was like on before they were popular. Mm. So now I claim them forever, but I, I liked them when that album came out. That's impressive. That's impressive. Cause I was like, what year is that? That was early high school probably, right? It came out in 2006. I definitely, it was definitely middle school when I started listening to this. My, Um, my claim to fame is, uh, Macklemore. Like oh yeah, four years before thrift shop. Yeah, <laughs> damn, that's good. Yeah, that's like when good. he was putting out like wings and like it's, it's my claim to fame. Yeah, I definitely was listening to this album in middle school. Um, my friend Kevin showed it to me. That's how I know it was then. Uh, uh, Shout I out put, Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> is uh, the only reason I think he knew about it is his dad's British. <laughs> And they're a British band. <laughs> I just feel like British people would know, you know, like a like a big new indie album comes out. Yeah, I just feel like all British people get a text alert. And yeah, exactly. And they were big in Britain for a yeah. very long time before they blew up in the U.S. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's always I always find that weird when U.S. that happens with U.S. bands. I always get really disappointed in us. Like the Pixies are like this. They're they're enormous in the U.K. I didn't know that. And they're like, you know, I mean, they're like not small here, but they're not, they're bigger in the UK than here. And they're from here. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. No kidding. I don't get it because like, especially now we're such a global, you like yeah. world, you know, like I kind of get that in the nineties and eighties, but 
just doesn't make sense. But yeah, it, it still I, happens. Yeah, I feel like England usually kicks our ass in music in a lot of ways. Yeah, they do. Um, I put Russia's first album on here. I don't know if that qualifies. Like one of the, there is like kind of one of their big hits is on this uh, Working Man. Yeah. Um, it's also their only not Neil Peart album. It was before he was in the band. I did not know that. Yeah, uh, he was not originally in the band. He only joined because the original drummer was like too sick to tour the album, or something like that. Real, and then they got Neil Peart, and they're like, "Shit, we can't go back." <laughs> yeah. Well, he was like, he was like, I think he's, I don't know if he's still alive, but he was like six. Like he had like an illness where it wasn't like. Oh, was, he was gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he didn't come down with the flu. Yeah, it wasn't like that. It was it was something else. Um. So, but yeah, and uh, yeah, it's the only non-Neil Peart album, but that, it's basically just a, a Zeppelin ripoff album, but Rush, which is not terrible. Again, <laughs> yeah. it's a common thread throughout music throughout music history. Uh, this is an out. Okay, this artist probably didn't meet the threshold for popular, but I, I it's never not stopped his, it before. <laughs> it's not his most popular album, but uh, Ty Siegel. His, uh, I love Ty Siegel. His self-titled... He has multiple self-titled albums because that's something Ty Siegel would do. But the one from 2017, I think I think is his best album. I, I couldn't tell you which... I've like just downloaded all songs on his shelf. I don't really listen to his albums, but... Uh, which one? Which one's that? Which what? What are some songs off of it? That one has. Ty Siegel is one of those bands, or is it one dude, or is it a band? It's kind of it's one dude, but I think he has the, the same band on pretty much all the albums. Yeah. Uh, well, break Ty the Siegel... guitar. Keep going. Uh, Freedom, warm hands, talking. Uh, thank you, Mr. K. Uh, Orange color queen. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah. There was, he he's they he they artist is one of those artists that like I always forget about and then when I hear their stuff or I like where we talk about it like oh shit they are so goddamn good yeah I really like their stuff and uh, I just love that album I, I just I love that album straight through um what else do I put on here oh again this one's kind of weird it's not technically an album and it's kind of his most popular by default but robert johnson's king of the delta blue singers i never can't really you even tried to do that <laughs> i well i didn't but i it's just like it's really damn good yeah and like it's the album itself isn't really popular but he never really made an album because he was not popular enough to back in the day it's just kind of like a collection of recordings he did uh i didn't i didn't put it on the actual list i wasn't gonna fight for it that hard (laughs) yeah i got i got one of those coming up too (laughs) uh what are some of your I, i think i have one more honorable mention do you have any do you have more uh yeah i have uh be here now by oasis Oh yeah, um, I think "Be Here Now" um, and honestly, I'm forgetting the other two major albums. Is, uh, I feel like it's like "Be whatever, Here Now" the third of the three. Whatever, maybe or something like that. Yeah, whatever, may, definitely, maybe, definitely and maybe, whatever. But those three albums are all incredible. Oasis is fantastic, but "Be Here Now" is super underrated. Um, and then uh, uh, "Lady Gaga," a Star Is Born soundtrack. Yeah, I was underrated. waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's the story? Morning Glory. Oh yeah, that's the one. That's, that's, the, that's one. the one. And then I got one more, but it's kind of kind of lead into my number one. So I'll okay. let, I'll, let you I'll, do, I'll do my last 
honorable mention again this band prob might not meet the threshold for popular but uh i've talked about them on this podcast so i thought that might have elevated it in this conversation but i ended up just putting them on honorable mention uh but king gizzard and the lizard wizard uh their second album so most of most people think like their last like five or so are like their prime um but their second one is like really good and the first song on that album is like what got me interested to listen to more of their stuff uh it's called float along fill your lungs uh and it's like their most just pure psychedelic rock album which is just it's just a fun it's just a vibe and i, I dig it i gotta get more into them you, you talked about them in the show and i got really into one of their albums because i like to go like album to album which and one I, i'm curious i think it was their first one because yeah. I, I i try to go chronological a lot of they're time. another one but they got like, so many albums each, yeah and each one is like kind of different um so it, it like i think it, it's fair to like say like really like you know four of them and like hate the others yeah that's probably like a legitimate opinion with them because they change up they change what they do so much but yeah all right what is your what is yours so i switched this one of these was originally the one uh so i was originally going to choose this as my number one but my last honorable mention is nashville skyline by bob dylan uh it's a country album and it's it's really good actually well i have two country albums as my number two picks did not see that coming yeah no i didn't either um, but it is a very good, very good album. Uh, it's the one that Lay Lady lays on, um, and uh, that's a good song. And then he does a, he opens the album up with a duet with Johnny Cash, um, where they just cover a song Dylan put on his f- second album. I think, I think. I've heard that song. It's really good. Girl from the North Country. It is. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. And, yeah, and with, yeah, that's it. Everybody hates Dylan's voice which it's okay to be wrong. That's, that's your right. I get it. Um, but in this album, he kind of shows that he can sing well. Uh, like he has like a fuller voice in this. Have you heard this album? I don't think so. But I've it, heard it, that song, the Johnny Cash duet. Yeah. It, it, it's a really good album and he sounds really good on it. It's quality. But you're, that is not my number one pick. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say you're right about, I mean, at least on that, I've heard that duet off there and like, I couldn't tell, like, I was like surprised that was Dylan. Like when it, the person, when the, he starts, cause he, I think he sings first on it. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, he does. But, like he's singing on it and I'm like, is this Dylan or Cash? Like, cause yeah, I was like really? kind of confused for a second because I was like, this doesn't sound like Cash, but like this person's actually singing. So it might be Cash. <laughs> It is pretty incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he just never does that again. He's like, fuck you. I proved it. <laughs> I can do this. That's like it's a, a team. This is like a crazy comparison I'm going to make. But like apparently T-Pain puts one non-autotune song on every album uh, just because. And like no one really knows, but it's always like the least popular song on the album. Like it's not because he can't sing. It's just like people like the other stuff better. Yeah. And so he's just like, well, fuck you guys. Like, you guys just like the attitude stuff, so stop giving me shit for using attitude. <laughs> yeah. Have, have you heard T-Pain's Tiny Desk Concert? It's so good. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's so good. <laughs> it's incredible. I heard an interview, because, uh, like, in the beginning of it, he says, like, this is weird. Like, I didn't realize all these people would be here. And, like, I heard, I saw an interview he did at later, and, like, that was genuine. Like, he thought he was going on NPR to, like, he's as he says, like, whisper talking to mics. 
and then they like sat him down in the office and there was like i guess like off to the sides like it's like everyone in the office is like shows up to these things so he was like i just sat down and was told i'm gonna sing in front of these like 300 people and he had like no idea (laughs) that's wild (laughs) oh man uh but my number one is not a great album by uh, well this is also a great album uh in a way and it's in its own way uh so dylan let me let me give you a little timeline of dylan okay um you have his folk stuff in the early 60s he goes he goes rock he goes electric shocks the world yeah uh in in the late 60s early 70s and then early 70s he kind of falls off and kind of makes crap no not crap music it's not popular anymore he did have one really bad album um and then he comes out with Blood on Tracks and Desire, maybe his two, two of his best albums, like insanely good. And then he has one album, and this is the album I'm going to choose. And after this album, he goes Christian rock. Yeah. A sharp right turn. That's like, yeah. Stuck in between two classic albums and Christian rock is this album called Street Legal, where the entire time he just wails and, and he is like just incredible backup female vocals behind him the entire time it is a fucking trip of an album and i really like the songs i need to listen to it you need to listen to it and the the cover art is fantastic it is him looking across like looking both ways before crossing the street i'm gonna send it to you now because i love it i love it i'm waiting for it um (laughs) but it is a fucking crazy album um and he like there's like multiple like eight minute long songs of him just fucking going for it. Um, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It's a great fucking album cover, right? Yeah. Uh, but honest to God, I'm curious what you think of it because I actually think like I'm not picking this as a joke. I think the songs are actually really good. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna listen to it for sure. Yeah. Uh, Changing of the guards is probably the most. Uh, honest, they're all really good. It's a really good album. I'll check it out. Uh, I, I would check it out. I have checked it out plenty of times. Right. Uh, but it, it's, I love it because it's just weird and like the Dylan chronological, like and, and like where where the fuck did this come from? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. He's is his discography is so daunting, and I know there's like there's some lows in there, especially oh, in the Christian rock period, and like yeah, like the kind of post his post good rock. You period. after that album, you go through almost an entire decade of just trash. <laughs> <laughs> like the, most of the albums will have like one decent song on there, you know, that I'll like. Yeah, um, but it's rough. It's rough yeah. until you hit eighty nine. I'm like, I'm so impressed. It's like inspiring to me that you listen to every every album. <laughs> yeah. Like, because I remember I when you were doing that, and I and you were like, I remember when you were in the Christian rock decade. And you, <laughs> you were not happy, but you did, you listened to every single one, and you complained I, about them all. But you did it. I almost quit multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I was like really like because it, it's so easy for a while, you know, like from going from like seventy three to like seventy nine. There's like one or two duds in there. Yeah, and then it gets dark. <laughs> and then it gets dark. <laughs> Maybe that's why you like this album. It's like it's like a ga- it's like a your gasp for air before you have to plunge back under. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's, it was your like safe. It was your life vest. Um, that's a good one. I'll check it out for sure. Uh, so this is funny. So my number one is uh, 
is Led Zeppelin's presence. Oh, I thought about this one briefly, yeah. and then yeah, I, I, got I did, <laughs> if lazy. two was on the table, I would have picked two. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, <laughs> presence. So there's a story with this one. I don't. I don't know if it's true actually, but apparently, uh, uh, so this album is known for being bad not bad but it's it's known for like robert plant's his weakest album yeah and uh, do you know the background of this apparently like he was in a car crash like right before they recorded it hmm. so he sang the whole album from like a chair or something like that which is why he sounds like shit <laughs> um but uh the band sounds so good and it, it's almost like the way they mixed it like robert plant is like quieter than most albums maybe just because he is quieter they were just uh, they was they couldn't have compensated that much for that and they have uh, a, they're a loud band yeah and you just it's just like it's just raw you know jimmy page john paul jones and john bottom and it's that's fucking great like it's I, fucking fantastic. Even like, even like C is, plus, yeah, Achilles Last Stand. Nobody's fault but mine is like one of my favorite Zeppelin album songs. I was about to say that. That's a top five Zepp song for me yeah. for sure. That uh, song's a jam. Nobody's fault but mine. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's like it's a jam. Like all those songs are great, and uh, I, I, I you know, and like even like C plus Robert Plant is incredible. Like he's yeah, really he's, good. So just, great rock singer. <laughs> if you listen to it right after like two or four, then you'll be, you know, you'll notice that it's not his best. But the band sounds incredible because they're incredible, and I, I think it's just underappreciated. I, I I need a I know Achilles Last Stand and Nobody's Fault But Mine very well. I don't know the I, I've listened to other songs because yeah. I've listened to albums a whole, but I, I can I, I I need to dive back in. Because honestly, I mean, nobody's fault but mine. I don't even like. I, I I wouldn't even say Robert Plant is struggling there. Yeah, I mean, like, I I I heard that. I don't know where. I mean, I'm I'm on the I'm on the Wikipedia page. It does say, yeah, he sustained injuries in a in a car accident. Um, I guess before before they did it. I don't know why they didn't wait till he was better, but yeah, that's, <laughs> kind of that's the that's the story. Part. That's that's the story, I guess. And that's why Robert Plant and Jimmy Page still hate each other. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jimmy Page is just like, fucking do the album. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean... But us, like Robert Plant, also struggles through injuries, you know? This yeah. is this is my presence in a lot of ways. This is your presence, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just a great... It's a, just a fun album. I think... I don't think there was really a bad zeppelin album i mean their their last one is like they're kind of they kind of went like new age or whatever but like even that's not terrible for what it is which one's their last one uh it's in through the outdoor uh i yeah i can't i can't do it through the outdoor for being on I, I would like i think i would say that's a bad album i like fool in the rain and all of my love like, I, I oh, think... all my love is a good song. Yeah. That that is a solid song. It's not. It's by. I mean, it's their worst for sure. But yeah. it's like Zeppelin's worst is still not. I don't think still pretty damn good. Yeah, I don't think it's like yeah. horrific. Um, but I, I agree. I think oftentimes like presents will get lumped in together with in through the outdoor. I yeah, think presents exactly. stands alone. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think it's like I think there's a there's a gap between in through the outdoor and presents. Yeah. Damn, they just. That's their run of one, two, 
I'm going to throw Zeppelin 3 in there. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. And, well, I guess a, a lot of people don't include Presence, but 6 to 7 great albums in a row, like all yeah. time. That's an incredible run. And Zeppelin's first album, as, as we've been talking, was just the blues. They just ripped off blues songs they liked. They did. It's, it's just how it goes. It's just it's how it works. Yeah. You can even argue, too, they kind of did. But, too, they're more moving into their own. I'm pro-stealing art. Yeah. I think stealing art is fine. It's good. It should be encouraged. Yeah, I mean, you have to... Yeah, I mean, you can't just, like... The way they did it was fine. I mean, like, that's kind of one of the knocks against them, right? It was, like, they stole from blues guys but they like credited them so i think there was one case where they credited after a lawsuit but they yeah (laughs) they largely largely did but also like my understanding of blues is that that's a lot of like blues is yeah that's part of what the blues are yeah yeah i think like there's one yeah but yeah i mean you're yeah i don't know i I think i love les zeppelin one it's just it's just a fun blues album Two, they were starting to find their own thing, and in my opinion, it's just like their most fun. Three, they like went for it, uh, yeah. <laughs> varying levels of success, and then four is just four. Like it's not even worth talking about. It's just yeah. <laughs> uh, Where does four rank on your favorite Zeppelin albums? Like if I, the thing your perf- the thing with four is like. It's just kind of like it's just penciled in at one, but like if I'm gonna listen to Zeppelin, I'm probably gonna put on two. Yeah, you know, like I, mean, I, rec- I recognize Four's glory. Like I, I like it's it's un it's unquestionable. Like, yeah, their masterpiece. It's and just, I think like, I'd songs be are kind of higher of it if I wasn't over Stairway to Heaven, but I've heard that too many times, you know. Yeah, I mean, really, all those songs because they're all that good. Yeah, but yeah, Stairway, you're right. I mean, it can get. That one in particular. But yeah, I, I agree. If if I'm going Zeppelin, I'm gonna go either two or Houses of the Holy usually. Yeah, I, I think yeah, two or one sometimes. Yeah, two one. Those ones. Uh, the four might be John Bonham's best, which is like he was just so incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I didn't listen to four. I don't think I've listened to four in years. Page and John Paul Jones were just, they just ripped that album. Like that was just, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting question. Uh, I I think you have to put four as number one. I think just by default, even I guess so. (laughs) It's just, I mean, I'm just looking at the tracks and it's just, it's It's kind of, it, it was another, like, it's just a perfect album. Yeah. Yeah. Um All right. Uh that is that is our our album. So do you do you have your list? I do. I did not delete it. Okay. Uh, Van Morrison St. Dominic's Preview, Taylor Swift's Lover, Zeppelin 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh Black Keys, really just all their early discography, but specifically Rubber Factory. Uh Bruce Springsteen's Western Stars and Dylan's uh, uh, street legal. All right, and then my six uh, 
albums by popular bands that are underappreciated or however we're titling this. I can't wait to think of the episode title for this. I just realized that. <laughs> um, uh, Radiohead, The Benz. It's Orpheoid Buddies. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Radiohead, The Benz, King Crimson's Red, Nirvana's Bleach, uh, Pink Floyd's Metal, Velvet Underground, Velvet Underground, uh, and Led Zeppelin Presence. I thought we did well. I think we did good. I think I, I was concerned about our list being like completely different because we weren't really confident in what the prompt was, but I think they ended up being what we were imagining. I roughly. agree. Uh, Pat on the back to us. Yeah, we another successful episode. Um, all right. Uh, do you want to... Do you have your fuck this thing or do you want me to go first? Uh, I can go first. Go for it. Uh, fuck Papa John's Pizza. Uh, <laughs> I had it for the first time. Guess what? I'm not. It's not even good. You know, you're racist and you make bad pizza. Is that the is that the take and bake, or is that I always confuse that. No, that's Little Caesars. I think. No, there's it's, there's two Papas, right? Oh, uh, there might be Papa but Murphy's. The, oh, Papa Murphy's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, not this one. Papa John's is the racist dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but their pizza sucks, you know? Damn. And it, like, like, I'm not, like, oh, man, if you're going to be a shitty company, at least make good food, you know? Yeah, Chick-fil-A. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'll sometimes eat a Chick-fil-A, and I'll be like, I'm, I'm kind of a scumbag, but goddamn, is that sauce good? Yeah. <laughs> goddamn, is that sauce good? Yeah, man. Um, uh, but, yeah, their pizza sucks. Um, I don't, but I don't I, know if I've ever had Papa John's. Yeah. Like, I the, feel the, like... I've had to have, but I can't remember when. You know, they put like almost no sauce on the pizza, um, which is a weird thing to go cheap on because I feel like that would be one of the lesser. Usually they uh, overdo sauce. The yeah, places, you know. Uh, but I did get it like so like it was our last shift at work, so the boss brought over pizza, mm. uh, and nobody wanted to take home for the home the leftovers, so I took home like a free box and not a pizza. fucking fool. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I mean, really Papa John's pizza sucks, but it's still free pizza. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I remember when I was like an intern at, at this, I had an internship in college and they would get like one day a week, they would get pizza. They were like clients cause they were like, they were like a finance place. So like they had restaurant clients and so they would like bring in food and there yeah. was just one like mom and pop, like local pizza place that would bring in pizza and I would eat so much of the fucking free pizza. As like an intern, it was awesome. Free pizza is one of the best free foods. Yeah. It's, yeah. There was like an Italian place where they like brought in like tins of like lasagna and stuff, which is like, it was really good, but like, I just let me eat 10 slices of pizza. <laughs> yeah. While like the bosses, my bosses who were doing the actual work just watched and ate the scraps that I left. That's that's incredible. Wait, how old were you for this internship? This was senior year. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. It would have been. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Uh, okay. Uh, my fuck this thing will be related to. Um, so I just spoke about them. But so, so a couple, several fuck this things ago was like how I planned on going to all the concerts I wanted to this year. And then they all got canceled immediately. Um, 
And then one got postponed. The King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard one got postponed to October, and then it got postponed to October of 2021. In the past week... Whoa, that's a yeah, big jump. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, unfortunate. In the past week, it was announced that uh, one of the drummers... Um, uh, one of the drummers is leaving okay. the band. Let's just acknowledge you have to say one of the drummers. <laughs> I know they have two drummers. I love two drummers live. Two drummers live is so good. I've you never experienced that. It's good. I saw the Melvins with two drummers and it was awesome. Uh, I remember you talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but one of the drummers left the band. So that I, sucks. I was gonna watch the. I was gonna see them the original lineup with two drummers, and now I don't. I'm not gonna see the original lineup. Which, first of all, that's fucked up because I was supposed to. That is really fucked and up. And I think drummer. there's a very good chance I'm only going to see him with one drummer. Oh, they're not going to fill the spot? I, don't, I mean, they might. I hope they do. Yeah. But I, I mean, it would be easy for them not just not to. <laughs> yeah, but they, they have a backup. <laughs> yeah, they do. They literally do. Um, I have no idea if they're going to. I hope they do. Because, um, yeah, Two Drummers Live is just an awesome... It's like, it's like imagine... Like a marching band drum line, but just rock drummers. For that's a mean sell. That's that's what two drummers band. live sounds like, and it's awesome. I hot, hot take marching. No, nah, I don't know if this is hot dog. Marching bands are fucking great. They're <laughs> so entertaining to watch. Like at a parade, watching them just march on, playing music. Fucking, I eat that shit up. Hell yeah. Yeah. So fuck that. I got fucked. I got fucked. You did get fucked. That that's a bad fuck. This thing, man. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, we will wrap this one up. Uh, now, do you have anything else to add before we before we go? I do not now. All right. <laughs> Fuck. I, I always forget. I have to remember yours. Uh, <laughs> do you even Papa listen? John's? Fuck Papa John's. <laughs> uh, and fuck the King Gizzard of the Lizard Wizard drummer leaving. One of the drummers. <laughs> fuck them all. Fuck them all. <laughs>